0: What's up, friends? It's the end of the month, and I am bringing back my good friend, my coworker, my work wife, Kimberly Payne. If you guys have been tuning in, you know she has been joining me on the show the last week of the last couple months, and this is a series that I've gotten great response to, so I'm going to keep doing for y'all. We're calling it the motivation makeover. We're looking at how to build mental strength at the end of every month and covering just different topics, different psychological theories and modalities on how we can build that mental strength training, that mental muscle, because we know that if our mind isn't strong, we have no chance at building a strong body. We've got to get that mind in shape if we're going to see ourselves grow. We don't have space or bandwidth for body bullying, for negative self thought for thinking we're not enough. Those are the very thoughts that just steal our core and rob us of our inner awesome. I believe it trickles into how we take care of our bodies in terms of how we value our own self-worth and how we fuel our body, how we choose to move our body. Sometimes we over-exercise, under-exercise. We don't value sleep. We don't choose foods that build us up or we don't allow ourselves to have certain foods. I mean, there's a whole spectrum here, but at the core of it is building this mental strength. So I think Peyton Manning said it best. He said the attitude with which we approach the situation can determine our success or failure. So that's what we're doing here today at the end of every month. I'm bringing awesome Kim Payne. She's working on her PhD, so I can call her Dr. Payne. I can't wait for that day. I'm bringing her on the show at the end of every month to build our mental strength training skills. And today we are diving into why we're so resistant to change. This really came to me because I've been working on a few things in my personal life and finding that I set the goal and then I almost am just afraid of the actions that it takes to get to that goal. It's like, I know what I need to do, I know what I want to do, but actually getting started is, it's got me stuck. So brought her on, we're gonna talk about why we're so resistant to change and how to overcome it. Super excited for this episode. Before we dive in, it is post Thanksgiving week. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving and you were able to stay away from the pendulum swing with food. If you didn't listen to last week's episode and you did experience that pendulum swing of like binge eating and feeling like you need to pay for it, guys, stop what you're doing. Pause this episode. Go and listen to last week's episode. It's all about taking the all or nothing mentality off your plate. Thanksgiving is not the only meal we have over the holiday season and I want to make sure you guys have the tools and that you're equipped for the upcoming holiday meals. So be sure you check out that episode. Now, we are in full-on holiday mode here in America, and it is Christmas time, my favorite season. I love celebrating Jesus. I love getting together with family. I just love everything about this season. I mean, from the superficial stuff like stockings and hot chocolate with my friends to the deeper stuff where I get to celebrate my faith and it's a time to pause and really look back at the year, evaluate What God's given me and how I can steward what He's given me to build Him up and moving forward into the next year. There's just so much, I think, that can come out of this season. And one of the things that eclipses the goodness that can come out of this season is when we get tied up in the food stuff and the body image stuff so there is food everywhere and when we get like so drawn to the food that we feel the need to overindulge or we think we're overindulging and all of a sudden we're mad at our body for changing or we feel like we're not taking care of our body and so we decide to just like totally throw in the towel until new year's. And then we set those goals. Like it is this cycle that, that many of us hop on. And my hope and prayer for y'all is that we don't hop on that this year. So I have a gift for you guys. I am doing a flash sale on my e-course food foundations. This is going to walk you through like start to finish on how to find this solid food foundation so that you don't go through this pendulum swing. It's going to start with determining a healthy vision statement, moving into getting acquainted or reintroduced into your hunger and satiety cues. I give every single person that signs up a customized and individualized fuel plan and we dive into nerdy science, how to manage the like random one off things like menstrual cycle week when you're working out. I mean, girls, we cover it all in here. I've never offered it this low. So my gift to you, my thank you to y'all for listening and tuning in. Head on over to justbrownrd.com, click on courses, enter I am awesome at checkout for the one-time investment on that course and you're gonna get $75 off. Never been this cheap, girls. It is there for you. That's gonna be going on this first week of December only so it'll be from today until Sunday at December 5th at midnight so be sure you guys grab that offer while it's there enter I am awesome because you are you are awesome (laughs) enter I am awesome at checkout from that one time investment to get that $75 off all right we are diving in guys mental strength training starts today well actually it started a couple months ago but we're building on it today and building that mental mind to be the strongest healthiest it can be so that we can make way for change and Make 2022 the best year yet. What's up, food friends? Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Jazz, and if you're new here, I'm so happy you are here. I am a body bully warrior, food freedom guru, nutrition nerd with a capital R D. Get it for registered dietitian. I am here to help you become an empowered eater. I'm dishing out nutrition fun with the side of science as we learn how to let go of guilt and that all or nothing mentality. I'm an eating disorder and insecurity-filled girl turned energizer bunny who just has an insatiable appetite for life. I'm a speaker, founder, and certified eating disorder and sports nutrition specialist. I'm fueled by faith, delicious food, and lots and lots of fun. I am in your corner cheering you on because I know you have this inner awesome, and we just need to fuel it right. We need to fuel it with the right food, the right mental thoughts, the right relationships. I'm here to fuel your awesome with the nutrition info that supports you, empowers you, mental strength training, and confidence that radiates regardless of your body shape. You know you hold an inner awesome and I know you know this because you're here. You downloaded this podcast, you're listening, you're tuning in. So if you're ready to be the healthiest version of yourself, here we go. Food freedom means food is just food and you can channel that energy you used to use to obsess about food and your body. Now we take that energy and we can channel it towards serving your purpose, your family, your work, your inner awesome. It's so crazy how there's this ripple effect and we allow ourselves to be the healthiest version of ourselves. Our Family feels it, or work feels it, girls, the world needs it. I'm stoked to be in your corner. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram at justbrownrd or check out all my resources justbrownrd.com. All right, Superwoman, are you ready to channel that inner awesome? We're going to take it up to the next level. Grab a cup of coffee, lace up your running shoes. Let's dive into today's show. Welcome back to the show, Kim. Thanks, Jess. Glad to be here. So I just am obsessed with this idea of mental strength training for so many reasons. And right now it's both like a little bit personal in terms of like how it applies to me because I'm struggling with some stuff. But also I see this in a lot of the clients I'm working with right now where it's like we set these goals, we know what we want to do. And like the actual action of doing it is really hard. Like we resist the changes that are coming. So today I'm hoping you can break down for us why we are so resistant to change. Like when we set these goals, why is it we turn to self-sabotage and just what what holds us back?
1: Yeah, I think this is a very big topic for many people, is resisting change. And the first thing that comes to my mind when we're talking about that resistance is fear. So it's kind of what we talked about last time, Jess, when I was here, is the negative what-ifs. We get stuck in this what-if about the future, and oftentimes that keeps us from acting at all. So that's our protective system. For some reason, our brain grabbed it and wants to save us from those things. But that's that fear of change, and we're just really scared of things not working out and that loss of control. And they even have a name for the fear of change. It's I looked it up. It's met, metathesiophobia. So wait,
0: wait. Metathesiopia? Wait, <laughs> say it again.
1: <laughs> metathesiophobia. Metathesiophobia.
0: Okay, so next time I'm scared, are you going to say, Jess, I'm diagnosing you with metathesiophobia?
1: No, no no I'm gonna be like remember that thing we talked about that word that is what I'm gonna say because that's a mouthful and I think it's just so common we put a name to anything but it's so common that people experience this fear of change that of course they had to rubber stamp it with something
0: Mm -hmm. so this idea of like being afraid of change and being paralyzed by fear can you just unpack this a little bit more for us
1: Yeah. So it really means that if you fear or resist change, um, there's something else going on. So we know that there's something working in the background. And I think that we all have some resistance to change. Like I said, is this is a pretty common thing is we get comfortable even in our uncomfortable emotions because it's familiar. We like the familiar. We know how to act. Okay. I want to park on that just for a second. We stay in the uncomfortable
0: feelings because they're familiar so not necessarily because they're comfortable or helpful but just because we we know them so it's easier to stay in them than change so you're saying it's easier to sit in the discomfort than actually change
1: yeah we choose things that fit this pattern in our life that we know how to respond to it shows up with even like how we choose romantic partners how we make friendships is we know what fits for us or what works for us even when it's not really working it's just because we're used to it and we know how to respond to those situations
0: So what separates someone from like that, like the standard status quo kind of person that stays in the uncomfortable feelings versus those who can overcome them and they're successful and happy and they can make change? I
1: think a lot of this, it, to simplify it, is bravery, like courage, and being able to put yourself in that discomfort. So I think it's pretty cliche, but it's very common to hear that you grow in discomfort, right? Pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And really that's a big piece of mental strength training is that if you stay in what is comfortable all the time, you're never going to change, which maybe that's what you want. And yet like the world around you is changing all the time. However, the way that I look at things is the most positive things happen is when we push ourselves into the discomfort and identify our our strengths in that of what we can overcome those scary moments with, like what we already have inside of us that makes us capable of handling difficult moments. And the happiest and most successful people are often the ones who have accepted that change is inevitable. And they can stay focused and optimistic despite things not always working out the way that they planned. And the quote that I love is, we plan and God lacks. <laughs> I love that.
0: That reminds me of actually my favorite Bible verse, Proverbs 16, 9, which is, we make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And this is where, like, at least for me, I know like having a faith allows me to come to that place of acceptance where... I think before I had a faith, I had a harder time, right? Because I was wanting to always control. I wanted the change to be on my terms, right? Instead of just what
1: happens. <laughs> Yeah, and I think having faith actually lets us let go of our control because it's not just us against the world. It's basically like we're here to follow a plan, and we have a lot of say in that. We get a lot of say in what we do and what the things are we engage in in our lives, and yet if we let go of this desire to control every aspect of it, which is not possible anyways, then we can actually get what we want because we're focusing on what matters.
0: Right, right, and not fighting the inevitable.
1: Yeah, exactly. So this idea of acceptance,
0: how can we really work past that feeling of resistance to the the ever, what is that other quote? Like, um, the only thing constant is change.
1: Yeah. And I think
0: for people like me, I know, I mean, you know me well, I'm a control freak and I'm a recovering control freak. I should say <laughs> I'm really working on it, but even with my faith, I still struggle in letting go. So for the folks out there who are like me or struggle with this, how can you help them embrace this idea of acceptance?
1: Well, Jess, you actually just did it right there. And it's something I joke about with a lot of people that I help is I am a control freak. I know this about myself. And I had a therapist tell me a while ago, actually a buddy of mine say it's only a problem if you make it a problem. So saying that you can be obsessive about things and controlling, but when it gets in your way of getting what you want is when it's an issue. Mm. So the first piece is accepting that you have that, accepting that you know that you want to control everything, and also accepting the fact that you can't. Because I think that's the big part is people have this false belief that if they are so focused and they avoid what they want to avoid and they just put nose to the grindstone is that things will work out in their in their favor and that's not really how it works it's more adaptability and acceptance mm-hmm. that will get you what you want
0: I think uh, one of my books one of my favorite books Pam Peak, she says a squared you have to adapt and adjust yeah and I, I love that because it's like that acceptance piece I'm accepting that I'm a control freak, (laughs) but, and yet at the same time, learning how to accept that and accept the change in the same space can help you move forward.
1: Well, so I like to think about it in the sports psychology kind of mindset. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a very important game, every single play matters. And if you're so hung up on the last play or the next play, you're not going to be focused on that one that matters. And that dictates everything that happens later. So when we're not attuned to what's going on in the present moment, we actually are not able to perform at our highest ability. Mm -hmm. And we don't really succeed because we're always one step behind or two steps ahead of ourselves where we're missing out on what really matters, which is the the here and now. So you're saying
0: if we're not accepting change, we're actually not being present. We're either hung up in the past or we're too, like, focused on the future and future tripping.
1: Yeah, they actually talk about, like, if you're feeling really depressed, a lot of times you're living in the past, Mm -hmm. the shoulds. These things should have happened. And a lot of times if you're sitting in anxiety, you're living in the future of I have to control what happens to me. And that's what we want to escape. We want to make sure that people are feeling Good mentally, that they're feeling strong, that they're happy, and they're engaged in their life because it's in the here and now where things actually happen, where you can make the change that you want in your life. And part of that is just adapting to whatever comes your way and figuring out how it's going to still contribute to your path.
0: I love that. So good. Okay. So beyond acceptance, what else can we do to help stop the fight, resist the resist to change?
1: Well, so this would be something that control freaks would love. Mm -hmm. So I love it. It's one of my favorite skills to help people with, but it's focus. Mm -hmm. It's making sure we know what we want and what is important. So just because we're adapting and accepting to change does not mean that we're just floating along with life, with letting whatever comes hit us. Focus means that we know what is important to us, and we are trying to navigate our path to make sure that we get those things.
0: I love that. So acceptance first and then focus. It's almost like if we do that reversed, we're not, we're missing it.
1: Yeah. Doing it in reverse is almost the problem that people face is that their goal is so important that every change is a setback. Mm -hmm. Everything that happens that's not along their planned route is something that they can't handle.
0: I love that. So focus on what matters. And a lot of that is knowing your values, right? And doing the values work. And if you guys haven't done values work, we talk a lot about it a lot on this show. I think I have a whole episode on values. Um, If you download my empowered eating guide, I have a values assessment and a link to a tool there for you guys, but getting clear and laser focused on your values. What are your top values?
1: My top values are achievement, which anybody who knows me knows Mm -hmm. that above that is family and fun. Like I enjoy my life. I love my family and I really want to be successful. It's part of why I do this work and teaching other people how to get into that mindset because those things really matter to me.
0: And how does that drive your, your behaviors when you're setting goals?
1: Everything I do is centered on what is going to make me happy. How can I have fun in my life? What's going to make my family happy? How do I make sure that every step along the way, like they're my priority? And the last one is achievement. Like I like to win. I like to achieve. I like to move forward in my career, in my life. And so when I'm thinking about focus, those three in particular are always at the forefront for me. It's like what is going to meet all of these And make me happy at the end of the day.
0: Right. So you're talking about like really laying that values work foundation. Knowing the why behind the how. And how we can really stay committed to what matters most. Not get distracted by all
1: the sparkly things that come. For sure. And I think when you see those people who actually do that. You know them. And I can think even of someone we work with just that. I just see her smiling all the time. She's so engaged. She's so lively. And I know that she's aware of what matters to her. Mm -hmm. You just feel different when you're in presence of people who are living their life in the present moment and know what is important to them. This was
0: so crucial to me in my journey because I didn't do values work. This wasn't introduced to me actually until later on in my career. And It was something that was so monumental in me overcoming my body image stuff, my eating disorder. Because I think without this, it's like we're just kind of floundering, and we're left open to being directed by our culture, by maybe our family, maybe our friends, whoever we surround ourselves with. Like we're open to be being directed to set our goals according to what they value instead of what we value. So I just I think this is so so crucial and so important, and something people miss. It's like we start with the focus but we don't know what to
1: focus on mm-hmm. and then we feel lost and we can't accept it and then we're just a mess. And I think this could lead into so much more discussion on that because one of my favorite things, and you may have already addressed it, Jess, is the wellness wheel. Because Yeah, we put attention to our values, but even like I was describing my values and like all these things are really important is we have to have a balance between them. Sometimes my family is going to overcome my achievement and that's okay and I have to be okay with that. And sometimes my achievement means that my family hangs out and just supports me in the background for a while. And it's the balance between those things because believe it or not, we can have it all. It's just figuring out how do you balance what is really important to you so that you don't have to miss out on any of it.
0: Well, and I think then linking what you're deciding, how you're deciding to set your goals back to those values. Yeah. So it's like if you have this, you know, we all want to accomplish all the things, family, friendships, career, health, like all of that. But then, again, linking it back to the why. How does this tie into my values and support my values? Mm -hmm. Like I think a lot of people don't have health as their top value. Mm -hmm. But their health does feed in to their other values. Like, yours isn't. Health's not in your top value. But if you weren't healthy, you couldn't do and accomplish all that you do. Like, I know Mm -hmm. you. You work Mm -hmm.
1: before the sun's up until the sun –
0: long after the sun goes down. You need a lot of energy in your day. And if you
1: didn't take care of your health, you couldn't do that. Well, for sure. And that's a piece of our puzzle, right, is, like, how do we make sure that we are – sustaining what we want to do in our life and that's part of our focus and part of adapting to change so we have to recognize even like our body's cues for health of if we're not okay to like get up early in the morning we have to respect that like we have to respect okay today i need to sleep in a little bit more because i have this really important meeting or i'm really working on my therapy, and I know that's draining me emotionally, is we balance that out. It's not every day you're going to be pumping through at 100%, but it's about quality practice. It's about every single day you're doing your best and trying to improve on your balance, on your being present, and then on being engaged in what really matters to you.
0: I love that. So good. So good. Okay, so in short, these things that you're really talking about is number one, acceptance, and that has to be number one. Yes. When we are resistant to change, we have to accept the situation, be present in the moment. Um, for folks, I think, and this is the work you do, Kim, is like helping people overcome being stuck in the past or feeling like their future tripping on the future is like getting them out of that and back to the present moment. So if you're listening and you're like, I just can't get through this acceptance piece guys, that is why people like Kim have jobs. (laughs) You know, that is why there are wonderful therapists out there to help you. And if you grew up in a family where therapy is taboo, I just want to like say right now, let's work to overcome that because therapy is a gift. Um, I believe in therapy. I still go to therapy. And when I don't, I pop in Kim's office and probably take too much, too advantage of her. But um, they are just wonderful at what they do. So if you're feeling like this acceptance piece is tripping you up, you can't stay in the moment, you're stuck in the past, you're stuck in the future, you've got trauma or there's too much on your plate, get connected with a therapist. And then secondly is those values and that values work that Kim was talking about, really diving into To the why. Now, how do you, Kim, I mean, I've talked a lot about it on here, but I'm curious when you are introducing the concept of values to someone and the why behind the how, how do you roll that out to your clients?
1: I really almost do it as a a bit of a mind trick. So there's value flashcards. There's things you can use of that. And I say, first, you trust your gut. And I think this is hard for people, but our gut is going to be the piece of us that has the strong, strongest message to us. It's our initial instinct. So we're talking about how we don't like change because our gut's telling us it's scary. We also need to trust that for the positive things too. Mm-hmm. So when I work with people on values, I have them first tap into their gut response and what's going to make them feel that connection to that word, to that value, and then I have them tap into their rational brain. Okay, so you know these 45 things are really important to your gut brain, and now let's talk about like what is actually important and how it fits into your life.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. So you're saying don't be afraid of that gut feeling?
1: No, it's our piece of our body that helps us actually connect to our brain, that helps us to know like our emotions have a purpose and a reason, and to use them In that manner is that they can help us. They can actually feel us to what we want.
0: I love that. Well, this is more on like the gut health side, but this is one of my favorite facts about gut health is, you know how like there's universal facial expressions for emotion. Like Mm -hmm. if you smile, no matter what Mm -hmm. language you speak, you understand the emotion that person's Mm conveying. It's the same thing with our gut. They've identified like universal gut postures that Mm -hmm. are associated with feeling happy, feeling Mm -hmm. sad, feeling angry, feeling depressed. And so I think there is so much power in that gut feeling, mm-hmm. and I love how you do that work and, and getting into that and getting into our body, mm-hmm. actually being in our body and using it for the good. One last thing I want to touch on, Kim, you have said this to me when I've been resistant to change, and I know I'm not the only one that's felt this before, but I know I've come into my your office and said, I'm working on you know, X, Y, and Z and I'm just feeling afraid. I'm paralyzed by this fear. And you said to me, Jess, do you think you're more afraid
1: of success than you are failure? How true do you think that is for people? I think it's huge. I think our society puts this really strong weight on success, that if you're successful, you have to work all the time, and you don't get breaks, and you always have to perform, and you have to be at the top of your game every single minute of every single day. And I think that terrifies people. And I I know you, Jess, and very similar to me, is we like our structure of our lives and the way that we have things. And I think when... We have this option for success is we go to that fear place and all of those messages that we've heard about successful people and we don't actually look at the reality of it is that you can be successful and have that balance. And I think a lot of times, like I said before, is that people will stay in the discomfort of just having their life be satisfactory because the pressure of success sometimes feels too big.
0: I love that. Well, I know you've really helped me overcome that and I'm super grateful. Like even with this podcast, right? I was like, Kim, is, how's this going to go? What if, it, what if it does turn out to be a thing and it does well? And you're like, well, so what if it is? It's awesome. You can not <laughs> right? that. Right. You helped we work through that and I'm super grateful for you and all that you're doing for me and for other women out there and the athletes you work with. So guys, just a reminder, if you guys want to connect with Kim, I've got her info in my show notes. She's an incredible resource to just the community. She's so deep in wisdom and I'm really grateful she's been on here and she's going to keep coming back. We're going to do motivation makeover every month.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Jess. And anytime anybody even wants resources, I'm, I'm happy to help. I think spreading the wisdom is a big thing. So it's not even just working with me. It's just sharing some of this knowledge because I think together, if we're all focused on this, we can kind of change some of those messages around our mental health. I love it. You're such a good bean, Kim. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Jess.
0: Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick sister before you go. If you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.